I'm Jason Ward from MakingStarWars.net. Thanks for watching the show. Make sure you like the video, subscribe to the podcast, watch it on YouTube or wherever. It's all it's everywhere. Spotify, video and audio and all that jazz. So uh, thanks to everyone who's a channel member, supports the show. I'm a little stuffed up. I'm sick. I'm probably going to be sneezing in your face, but that's your problem. Um, uh, let's kind of hit the news that I missed today. Let's, let's, let's not get too far behind. That's the rule. And uh, there's a video. I'm not going to play it because I don't know if it's going to have sound and I don't know if they're going to block it. So I decided we're not going to watch it because he says this one line and it's Pedro Pascal on Fallon. And he says, I will say there will be more Mandalorians. Not a news story, really. Not really much of anything. If you remember back in the day, um, I had a scoop about how they would be using all of the armor to make multiple sets of you know, mismatching pieces to make like a bunch of Mandos. That happened. Then you saw the trailer. That was confirmed. So he is literally saying absolutely nothing in this piece. So I'm just getting it out of the way because people will be like, hey, did you did you see that? And I'll be like, yeah, yeah, I did. Um, okay, then this other piece over here. So like I said, not really anything to add to that. But this is from BestmanBulletin.com. The George Costanza of Star Wars, that's what, that's what we call him now, is Sasha Banks, Casca Reeves in The Mandalorian Season 3. Exclusive pick. And uh, this is not the exclusive pick. This is from the show. But I think back here in Arabesh is Dave Filoni's Taco Bell order, probably. Just guessing. But um, yeah, so there's a, there's a lot of this, a lot to this Casca Reeves <laughs> epic. Um we know her as Sasha Banks. She now goes by another name. And um, it was pretty funny when I talked to Bespin earlier. He was like, everybody's like, she goes by Alexis something, some Mercedes, Merce Mercedes, Benz, Bojangles. I don't remember what it was. It was something like that. And, and I was just like, hey, man, you got to know you're wrestling, bud. If you don't know you're wrestling. Need to get out of here. I don't know my wrestling. So, anyways, uh, if you read Bestman Bullets and everybody you could give him a coffee. Um, I'll probably buy him a Fortnite skin. That's probably what I'll do. That doesn't help his life situation at all. You could help his life situation. I'll just make sure he looks cool when he plays Fortnite with me. Um, over the weekend, two images of promotional t-shirts for the Mandalorian appeared online, which featured helmets of various Mandalorians seen in the series. In the images, helmets for Din. The Jaren, Bo Katan Kreese, the armorer, Paz Vizsla, and what appears to be the helmet worn by Casca Reeves, the character played by Mercedes uh, Kaysner Vernado, who's better known by her WWE stage name, Sasha Banks. You take that to the bank. Uh, the inclusion of Reeves' helmet got me thinking of the character's possible return and reminded me of a scene we saw being filmed last year where a character could be seen that looked quite similar to Costa Reeves. So these are the shirts. And uh, I want to thank um, Star Wars Meg for pointing them out to, out to me. That's the first verse place I saw them was Star Wars Meg saying, look at this. What do you think about this? And when she, when she sent that stuff to me and I looked at it, I said, inconclusive. 
you know, wasn't really good enough for me. It's definitely a checkbox in the probably or in the the maybe. It's it doesn't rule her out. But I don't think these shirts put her in. I mean, it could go so, it could go a lot of different ways. I mean, there's only so many Mando helmets. How many, you know, Mando helmets that have shown up in the show before are definitely fair game, but like a little bit of spoilers here, but like I told you guys before, Moff Gideon gets a fucking cool helmet, right? That's not in here. If you were gonna, if you want to sell shirts, uh, you want to put that helmet on there, right? It's not on here. And even if Casca Reeves is in the show, they're clearly holding that back. Like they want that to be like a big reveal, like, oh my god, he had a Mando helmet. It, it's really not gonna be that big of a deal. It's gonna be cool, like it's gonna look cool. He's gonna look cooler with that black armor and the cape and you know, all that jazz and that helmet. But it's not going to be like, oh, my God, that made the season for me. You know what would have made the season for me? If I could buy a shirt that actually had it on it as opposed to stuff from last season, probably. That's just that's just my take on it, though. But that's kind of so I'm probably not going to buy any of this stuff personally. I'm probably going to wait until after the season or once the season gets going so we could actually get stuff from the season. That's like really cool, um, like Grogu in his mech, stuff like that. So. In March, this is back to Bestman Bulletin. In March of last year, we were fortunate enough to discover a Mandalorian set at El Dorado Park in Long Beach. And by the way, I um, I think that's spelled incorrectly. But El Dorado Park, I grew up going to El Dorado Park. No, no shit. Not even kidding. Like, it's like a park I had birthdays at as a child. It's so fucking crazy to me that Star Wars filmed at El Dorado Park. You know? I used to go there. Yeah, they like 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 little... I guess I think they're probably artificial little lakes and you could like fish in them and stuff, you know? But anyways, um, they witnessed scenes being filmed over the course of a few days. We saw multiple cast members as well as some of the talent behind the camera, but there was one actor who stood out to us. We saw an actress that bared a resemble, resemblance to former WWE superstar Mercedes. He's changed it every time. God, this is too confusing. Sasha Banks, that's who she was when she was in WWE. I guess she doesn't own, I guess I heard, if I heard this correctly, she doesn't own the name um, Sasha Banks. So when she goes somewhere else to wrestle, she can't be that. So that's why she goes back. So I don't really care. It doesn't matter to me. If you like wrestling and it matters to you, good for you. Um, anyways, Casca Reeves. And believed we saw her filming scenes alongside the unmistakable Katie Sackoff. Back off or jack off. It's Katie Sackoff. That's what they say. Uh, no, they don't. They don't say that. I, I don't know why. So they, 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 they've never said that ever. Um, so anyways, uh, we managed to snap a couple of pictures of who we suspect to be Costco Reeves. Not saying that name every time. Bespin Bulletin or a double for wrestler turned actress. Uh oh, he's getting really Hollywood here, isn't he? Hollywood Bespin, ho the Hollywood Bulletin. Everybody watch out. The Hollywood bulletins on the scene uh, in Reeves costume. But the images were taken from a fair distance, so it may be hard to say for sure. Yeah, I mean, like, like it's really, these images are, it's cool that, that he got them for sure, but really inconclusive what's going on in them. And trust me, like, people think, uh, oh, God, would you do that with the potato phone? Did you take that picture with the potato phone? Yeah, yeah, you know what? Your fucking $2,000 cell phone 
takes that kind of picture, motherfucker, because that's what it looks like. Because your $2,000 cell phone is meant to take fucking pictures of your dick, not of Star Wars sets from about, you know, 300 feet away. That's just the way this goes. So anyways, uh, I have some pent up rage against these people. Sorry. So, um, dude, I'm not saying that every time. Th- he wrote Binks. I'll call her Binks from now on. Jar Jar Binks previously denied returning to the Mandalorian. No, uh, Banks re- previously denied returning to the Mandalorian back in October 21 when speaking to Bleacher Report. Quote, first of all, thanks for trying to get that out, but I'm not on the next season. But it was incredible being on the ma- set of the Mandalorian. On Star Wars to be on a franchise that is so huge and so loved. Just look at the reception from fans outside of WWE Universe. It was the best feeling of all time. The projection of that show was overwhelming. She, she like is really going on here about how much she liked it. It was something I've always, I will always take with me. And it took me so much of what I learned from acting with them and being with so many great blah, 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 blah. The Mandalorian two years ago, such a learning curve, something I wasn't expecting. So she just says a bunch of, you know, blah, 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 blah. I got to be honest with you. If she, you know, if she comes back and she has like speaking lines and stuff, it makes sense. But if she's just in the fight scenes, I don't think they would need her, to be honest. But um, that being said, it's most notable, uh, most notable worth remembering that Sasha Banks previously denied being involved with the second season of Mandalorian outside of Chapter 11, The Heiress. Vernado's Casca's Reeves later showed up in the season two finale, Chapter 16, The Rescue, despite her previous denials. And as it's come to be expected these days, we cannot always take the denials from actors appearing in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, there's always a chance, too, that she didn't really fucking get that she was in two different episodes. I mean, that's possible. But, you know, it's a good picture you found here of her. Good job, Bespin. Um, At some time, at at the time, some fans speculated that perhaps Bernardo, which they were calling, they weren't calling her that then. So why are we, why are we caving into this wrestling business? Um, was not asked to return to the series as she was seen liking tweets relating to anti-mask and anti-vaccination, which led to speculation regarding her vaccination status. It's also been reported that Disney have a vaccination mandate for talent working on their projects in Zone A, which includes all actors and crew members coming to direct contact, and the mandate saw lead on the Mighty Ducks Game Changers Emilio Estevez leave the second season due to the mandate so if you have Amelia leaving some wrestling lady she's gonna have to go you know if she won't if she won't get vaccinated it's also worth mentioning that renato flew to saudi arabia to take part in wwe's crown jewel event where she took on becky lynch and bianca blair why is this random wde match relevant pw insider reported that the cast and crew that traveled had to test negative for COVID-19 beforehand. And according to PW Insider sources, all talent that took part were vaccinated. I'm going to throw it out there, though. What if they weren't? What if what if that's just what they said? What if they just paid off, you know, that that place to to get her in? I mean, I'm not really taking that as being like, like, it's definitely notable. It should be in the article, but it doesn't necessarily convince me either. Um if this is true, then it means Vernado herself, uh, yeah, uh, Vernado herself is likely is likely vaccinated and would be able to take part in the Mandalorian season three shoot. So there you go. 
and we we think we've seen we think we've seen um woes axe woes but even that is i'm gonna say it's about 90 percent chance that's him in that picture that that bestman has but you know it might not be but um the scene in which we saw being filmed the mandalorian season three back in march featured bo katan as well as the return of axe woes who was noticeably absent from the mandalorian season two finale and possibly Casca reeves we exclusively broke the return of Axe Woves last year and shared footage of what appeared to be Woves in a fight with Katie Sackhoff's Bo Katan, which you can see below. All right, let me see if I can play this for you guys. Can I play it? Come on, I, I can play this. So right here, you can see right there. You can see that that's that's Katie Sackhoff. Mask off. Front of the blue screen. Looks like an Imperial right there on the very right, like. To, to her left and then it looks like she's got kicked in the chest by probably wolves but like they're just like practicing for the, the choreography about how they're going to do this fight if you're listening to this on spotify or on a podcast uh, you could get the bet you could get the video on bestmanbulletin.com and on their youtube page but looks pretty cool. It's really, really good, really good capture. Personally, um, Bespin goes on to write, personally, I love to see the return of Casca Reeves as I thought the character was fantastic given the limited screen time she was given in the second season. And with the return of Bo-Katan and her night owls, Bernardo's absence would truly be felt in my opinion. So then you can listen to the Bob podcast. And I think he's covering The Last of Us right now. I want to say. And, uh, you know, there's all the socials and stuff for him. So, but yeah, I don't know. You guys could t- let me know what you guys think, uh, either here or in the in the old comments on the show right now or after wh- how y- what you think is going on there, if this makes sense. Hey, Comic Binge uh, says double-decker tacos are bust. You know what? I'm not a double-decker taco guy. I don't like the uh, soft and the crunchy together. I like all soft, all crunch. The comic bench also says, I like the shirt on the right, but the Grogu in the middle kind of ruins it. Yeah. I mean, especially like when you know there's going to be like Grogu and a mech stuff coming out. Hey, Penny Boy. <laughs> Grogu and a mech stuff is going to be coming out. <laughs> and um, as well as the new Moff Gideon stuff, you know? Yeah. So, okay. So, M- Mr. Elder Death Valley confirms Sasha Banks is a WWE owned name. Man, that company is. Back in the day, Penny, if you were Ric Flair, you were Ric Flair everywhere. Can you say Ric Flair everywhere? <laughs> no? No? All right. All right, Penny the Brain Heenan. Here we go. All right. And then now she goes with um, Mercedes Monet. Is that how you say that? Monet? Like like fancy? Oh, all, all fancy. Um, X-Bob's got the X. Yeah, you know, George Lucas suggested the name's Axwoves for Grogu. Gotta say, I like it better. I think it's a cooler name than Grogu, personally. KG says, hi, Penny Butt Cheeks Ward. (laughs) (laughs) Word's got out that you're a butt cheek person. (laughs) All right. So here we go, Penny. All right. Should we, um, Penny, do you want to talk about Indiana Jones 5 or Disney exploring selling off some of its, selling some of its shows? Come on, you gotta uh, pick. 
Um, Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. All right, here we go. <laughs> it's Indiana Jones time. There we go. All right, we got it. Indiana Jones. Okay, so this is another weird article. I haven't got to read it, so if it's really stupid, I apologize. But it's from Variety. It's like, we know he's DH, but it confirms a few things. Indiana Jones 5 DH Harrison Ford with AI and old film footage of him that Lucasfilm never printed. That's my actual face. <laughs> That's what he sounds like, right? <laughs> That's my actual face. <laughs> so. old. You know, in the uh, trailer, when you see the shot, like it looks really good, but the eyes, the eyes have to refocus when the, the bag comes off the head and the refocusing of the eyes doesn't work 100% yet. It doesn't look completely right. I'm hoping that can get fixed, improved, but that's an early trailer, you know? All right. Indiana Jones fans already, this is from Variety. Indiana Jones fans already know that Harrison Ford will be de-aged for parts of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny the fifth film in the Lucasfilm-backed adventure franchise. New visual effects technology played a big part in turning back the clock so that Ford could look the same age as he did when he first played Indiana Jones in the 1980s. So, Penny, that indie that we're seeing there looks more like an indie from, like, around Last Crusade, which is the third movie, you know, the one with his dad. And that's the one, that's around 1988-ish when they filmed it, 88, 89. So try, try, try not to, to shake the thing because then the whole camera moves and people go, oh, I'm going to throw up. We can make all these people throw up right now. If we just just, just sh- want to just shake it for a second and really get it out. Okay. Ford recently told Stephen Colbert on The Late Show that his de-aged face is actually his real face. As Lucasfilm used artificial intelligence to comb through all of the decades old footage the studio has of him. Ford has long been one of the Lucas one of Lucasfilm's biggest stars thanks to roles in Star Wars and Indiana Jones. The artificial intelligence program even had access to roles of film featuring Ford that never made it to theaters. So what that means, Penny, is they went through and they took like if they filmed like like whole scenes with Harrison Ford that were never printed because they were never like used in the film, then they printed those up, scanned them in, in there so that way the computer had more data to synthesize to make a better Harrison Ford based off of all the footage that it, that they own. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. You, you following along here? Because mm-hmm. this is important stuff. You need to know this stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let's let's zoom in a little bit. I don't want to put my glasses on. Mm-hmm. People go, you're a nerd. No, they already know I'm a nerd. They have this artificial intelligence program that can go through every <laughs> foot of film that Lucasfilm owns, Ford said. But I did a bunch of movies for them. They have all this footage, including film that wasn't printed. So they can mine it from where the light is coming from, from the expression. I don't know how they do it, but that's my actual face, Ford continued. Then I put then I put little dots on my face, and I say the words, and they make it. It's fantastic. They got glasses. Yeah? <laughs> Looking cool. Nerd. <laughs> Directed by James Mangold. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny takes place in 1969. That's 10 years before your dad was born. And is set against the space uh, space run. I think that should be space race, honestly. Space mm-hmm. race as Indiana Jones works to prevent the re-emergence of Nazism. The opening sequence takes place in 1944, hence the need to de-age Ford. So remember that stuff with the train that we saw in the trailer? Penny, I think, 
probably likes Indiana Jones more than Star Wars. Would you would you say you're more of an indie fan than a Star Wars fan? Am I, am I putting words in your mouth there? But I feel like whenever I bring up young Harrison Ford, you seem really interested in what's on the screen for some reason. <laughs> hey, Penny, what's Indiana Jones's greatest fear? Snakes. Good call. You got it. My hope is that although it will be talked about in terms of technology, you just watch it and go, oh, my God, they just found footage. This was a thing they shot 40 years ago. Producer and Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy previously told Empire Magazine about the de- about de-aging the star. Don't, don't 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 hit those buttons, lady. Don't hit those buttons. You're gonna take the whole place down. The whole show will cancel. It will explode. We'll go back in time. This is the remote of destiny. Don't touch it. Okay. Um, Kennedy previously told Empire Magazine about de-aging the star. We're dropping you into an adventure. Something indie is looking for, and instantly you have that feeling. I'm in an Indiana Jones movie. I'm Kathleen Kennedy. People on YouTube don't like me, but I don't care because I'm rich. All right. Ford told Empire that seeing himself de-aged was a little spooky, but he added, this is the first time I've seen it where I believe it. I don't think I even want to know how it works, but it works. It doesn't make me want to be young, though. I'm glad I, I'm glad to have earned my age. And then Indiana Jones. Oh, look, Penny, I was wrong. It will release on June 30th. So I said I said July, but it's June, like like the last day of June, pretty much. You in? You in, Doug? Walk the doo-doo. <laughs> I think you're in. I think she's in, guys. I could be wrong, but I think she's in. So yeah, there we go. Indiana Jones, de-aged. Hayden Christensen in the Mandalorian season three. I don't think so. I don't think he is. John Cena's back. John, it's not like really a big deal because he follows everybody. But John Cena followed me on Twitter. But I think he follows like everybody because he just wants people to follow like his account, like social media people. And um, every couple of days when I'm playing Fortnite with um, Bespin Bulletin, we'll like say, hey, Bespin, Penny's not playing. We got to, we got to, or, or hey, John Cena, you want to play Fortnite? You know what? He never responds. He never comes and plays with us. <laughs> John Cena has not joined our team. Like, why, why are we, why do we follow each other if we're, if we're not going to really like be friends, you know? It really gets at me sometimes, Penny. Because I really think that John Cena has something to add to our like little Fortnite club. Don't you? You do this little face thing, you know, but whatever, whatever I say. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. Rick Jones says we all, we all hope it doesn't suck. You know, I, I gotta say my honest opinion is after all of these years, Indiana Jones four, not my favorite Indiana Jones movie, but you know what really sucks compared to Indiana Jones four still the mummy. Yeah. That's my hot take. The mummy sucks, and it only gets worse. And Indiana Jones four still take that over romancing the stone or any of the other stuff. I think, I think even at its at its worst, Indiana Jones is still cooler than than any of the derivative, modern, serialized style takes on it. But but hey, you could disagree with me. That's totally cool. But okay, so let's share this tab now. This one right here. Is kind of an interesting story. 
because of what I think it might might mean. I meant to cover this the other day, and we just didn't get to it. Disney exploring selling its films and shows to rival platforms. And this one brings in a couple of quotes that I like. This is originally a, a Bloomberg article, but they're behind a paywall. I did get to see the Bloomberg article. There's not really much more in there. So this um, what's on Disney Plus version is kind of the one to go to. So uh, they write, with, with the world of streaming constantly changing, now the pandemic streaming boom is over. Wall Street and shareholders are now putting pressure on companies like Disney to make their streaming platforms profitable. As having the biggest streaming service with the most subscribers is no longer the aim. Ultimately making more money from the content they ultimately making more money from the content they make. While at one point every studio is trying to keep all the content exclusive to its own platform to drum up subscribers and keep existing subscri subscriptions going, lately many studios, including Warner Brothers Discovery, have started to cut back on the number of originals they are creating. Releasing release more films and cinemas and licensing out content to other platforms. <coughs> You gave me the sickness. You made me sick. You made me sick. All right. In a report from Bloomberg, Disney is exploring the idea of selling more of its films and television series to rival outlets to curb the losses in its streaming business. Now, right here, when I, when I read that, the very first thing I think of is... You know, the very first thing I, I think of um, is like, what is it? Is it Spike TV or TBS? One of those cable shows, every or networks. Every time you turn it on, like Return of the Jedi or Rogue One's playing every single day. So if they were to go and they were to start putting out Mandalorian season one, not the whole thing, but it would, it would allow you know, it would allow for them to, to make more money off of it. It would allow for it to have more exposure. And in the end, it would probably allow for them to actually get more subscriptions too. Because if you're watching season one of Mandalorian all the time, but you know, you could go on there right now and have two more seasons of it. That's pretty attractive if you didn't give it a shot and then you do. So I think that it, that it, that's like a pretty smart incentive right there. Especially when I don't think Mandalorian season one necessarily is keeping subs in this day and age. You know, it's been a few years. So if you ask me, I say, I say, do it. Are you, are you quitting, Penny? You out of here? All right. If any Indiana Jones news pops up, I'll call you. Thank you. All right. With Disney trying to boost the amount of money it makes from its content. It has already been sh um, shifting many of its streaming movies to theatrical releases. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. I apologize. I need a drink. It's like a dry cough, man. It sucks. All right. It has already been shifting many of its streaming movies to theatrical releases. Generally, in the past few years, Disney has been trying to keep all of its shows and films exclusively available on its own platforms, Hulu and Disney+. Plus. Recently, it has changed strategies by simultaneously releasing National Geographic and Disney Channel content on both Linear and Disney Plus rather than making them streaming exclusives. Also, don't forget what they tried with Andor. Remember, Andor showed up on a bunch of uh, on a bunch of different things too. You know what I mean? 
So, um, side note, really quickly before I forget, uh, at DMC Ryan, if you're curious about upcoming video games with lightsabers in them, then tomorrow is going to be a good day for you and the start of a very good month. Thank you, Chris, for sending us that. So that's something somebody said. I don't know who that person is, but it sounds like Chris believes in him. <coughs> Disney has already licensed out the content, such as Netflix, HBO, Amazon, BBC, Channel 4, and others. It also creates content and sells it to other platforms, such as Criminal Minds and the upcoming True Lies show. Only recently it was revealed Disney had done a new deal to release more shows and films on physical media formats. So that's like that's like another thing too. I mean, it's been a few years. Like Mando season one would probably make them some more money if they sold it. You know, I would probably buy buy the physical media copies of it. It would be kind of nice. But there's a couple of quotes in this article that that I think are very important about where their mindsets at. And um, so, anyways, since Bob Iger's return to power, we've already started to see him rolling back some of the changes introduced by former CEO Bob JPEG such as offering free parking at Disney resorts in Orlando and lowering prices on theme park tickets. Last year, one of the first decisions made by Bob Iger was an announcement of the, <coughs> the company's um, organizational structure when the film and show released to blah, 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 blah studios. Man, it's not a mouthful. Who cares? Here's what I wanted to read. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. Bob Iger has been very vocal about not wanting to license its major shows and films to its competitors, previously saying, I woke up one day and thought, we're basically selling nuclear weapons technology to third world country, and now they're using it against us. So that right there, that right there is, it says how he views it. But what happens, what happens to, you know, jets and stuff over time you make new ones right the old ones become less of a threat to you so a lot of marvel shows a lot of star wars shows if this report's true that you could put on spike tv or tbs whatever the hell it's called these days and uh put that out there like i said kids will see it people who didn't have access to it and um you know help you sell more merch help you maybe get more subscribers brings them more more revenue so I, I think it's uh I don't think it's a bad idea. If, um, especially if you just keep the, the new seasons on Disney Plus. Because you know, people are impatient. Officially, Disney hasn't confirmed that they're looking to make more licensing deals. And even if they do, it doesn't necessarily mean shows and films will leave Disney Plus or Hulu since they can make non-exclusive deals to keep hold of content. But the idea that everything Disney creates ends up on Disney Plus or Hulu and just as importantly, stays there, does seem to be drifting away as the reality of the cost of running a streaming business start hitting hard. Warner Brothers Discovery, who I think is fucking up, honestly, has been making some major changes in its streaming plans. Yeah, HBO looks like junk right now. That Zazab guy has this idea of laid back TV, laid back TV. Oh, you want to watch people renovate their kitchen? No, I fucking don't, bro. I want, to, I want HBO to watch shit like Westworld, jackass. All right, leaning back, uh, <laughs> leaning back into what used to work before the pandemic with more theatrical releases and recently licensing out shows like Westworld to other free streaming platforms like Roku and Tubi. And I guess that's going to change too once their other, it has some acronym fucking channel that, that they're putting out. 
with our just dumping content. Over the next few years, we will undoubtedly see a shift in how Disney releases its content and blah, blah, blah. So there, there you go. Um, that, this is by Roger Palmer. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what. Oh, no, it's John Cena. John, I mean, you follow me on Twitter. You never show up for the Fortnite, bud. I mean, we're going to do this or not. But anyways, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a bad idea. I think it would only be a bad idea if they, like I said, did Mando season three, like next week, right? I mean, like right after it airs or something like that, that would, that would be bad. But if you uh, show, you know, your seasons that are, you know, a year or two behind, uh, you already have those before you don't. So that's just another opportunity, I think, for them, you know? get more people into the, on the, uh, you know, train for that stuff. And you never know. I mean, they might get hooked on it and they'd be like, I need Disney plus. So it could actually work for them on multiple levels. I think that's my take. But um, how many kids do you have? I have two. I have a son and a daughter, Luke and Penny. So, and then Rick says, so Rick says physical media isn't selling well shrugs. Yeah, I know that's, that's kind of like, I know a lot of, there's, there's some people that are really like dedicated to physical media. They're like, I don't trust any of this. <coughs> and dude, I totally get it though. Like I was bitching on the show the other day, me and Penny wanted to watch Forest Awakens in 3d. We have it physical disc and we have it on voodoo and the voodoo copy is still there. I, it's, it's, but it can't be played on any of voodoo's apps now. So I spent like $40 for The Force Awakens in 3D, and we can't watch it. They literally don't offer a way for us to watch it. It's totally impossible. Luke, close the door, please. Come on. Thank you. Little savages. But um, they, uh, yeah, so we can't watch it anymore. So I'm like, I bought it. I did. I do have the physical 3D copy, but... I got the other copy because I was like, well, I want to see what it looks like streaming. I was just really curious and I wanted to know if I was, you know, at that time we thought all the movies were coming out in 3D. So I was like, I need to kind of throw down on this one to know if I'm going to continue to do this. But anyways, that's already one thing that's fallen off. And it's not that, it's not that long ago. Force Awakens 3D came out. It's not super long. So that's kind of, so I get people who want the physical media. And I understand, I understand it. So what can you do though? You know, I would, I would probably buy Mandalorian on physical copy if they actually, um, threw out some extras. Oh, the rocks here now. Sorry, rock. Uh, we hang out with John Cena here. You're, you're too late, bud. What's this dude? You forget, you forgot your homework. Do you need help? Okay, well, then tomorrow after school, we got to do extra homework. All right? This guy forgot his homework. That's 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 what all the commotion was at. I was like, hey, you going to do your homework? He's like, yeah. Like, I'm going to go do a show. You do your homework. Cool. I was like, need any help? Help you after. All right. Oh, doesn't have it. But anyways. So, yeah. So, Sasha Banks, who knows? <laughs> who knows? We don't know. We have no idea. And, um, you know, Indiana Jones, m bunch of, bunch of news that we kind of already knew, knew the you know, results, but you know, what are you going to do? Comic bitch says helps, helps pay to get it made. Laugh out loud. 
Yeah, all of that stuff. Um, I mean, the physical media stuff, though. I mean, people who would just want it for their collections, who just collect everything. Like, I think Mr. Paul here, you have a Canon shelf, don't you? Don't you have like a shelf of Canon? Canonical shelf full of stuff? Anyways. Um, oh, hey, Robert St. Clair is here. <clears throat> Robert says, have you linked your video account to Movies Anywhere main account thing? Then you see all the services that share off that and maybe possibly find the 3D copy of TV via the cloud share. I do have that um, set up that way. And in my experience, none of the 3D movies share over to Movies Anywhere. Maybe I'm wrong, but that was true a while ago. So if you happen to see it, something that I'm missing, let, let me know. You know, I, I did consider, though, trying to, like, see if I could get a, a, a refund from Voodoo. I doubt I could, but if I could, if I got an extra 40 bucks and credit on Voodoo, I wouldn't, wouldn't be mad about that either, you know? Um, Jason, do you have Star Wars The Worst Awakens on Blu-ray DVD, though? Um, yes. Yeah, I do. And the I believe the uh, 3D copy of it comes with the actual, like, normal copy. So I think that's how I have it, I believe. I think I have Rogue One like that as well. But all right, guys. <clears throat> I'm going to take off. <clears throat> Call it a day. I'm starting to get the cough back. I felt a little window here, but it feels like I'm going to go into a coughing fit again. The comic bench says physical media isn't driving massive amounts of money, but it's still making money. Yeah. And if, if I mean, it's like, I think that kind of, I think like the, the, the surefire things that will sell, like Mando season one. That's going to sell. <clears throat> or even if they wait and do a, a box set with like, you know, the restoration of Mandalore kind of, you know, one through three, um, that's going to make money. You know, I don't know if Book of Boba Fett would necessarily. Well, Star Wars all probably would, to be honest with you, like the basic Star Wars stuff probably, probably would all, all, all make some money. So <laughs> it's totally, it's totally like smart. But when it's something like 80 for Brady, I don't know if that's going to make money on Blu-ray, you know? Well, that stupid shit probably would. Um, the comic bit says, Disney is ignoring 4K for Mando. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, I, I'm I'm of two minds on it. Like, I'm, at the, I'm to the point now that Mando is like, it's been around since like 2019 now, right? We're in 2023. We're like three years out. It's kind of like, you could go buy bootleg copies on Amazon right now. They have to be aware of that, you know? But... It would look better. Yeah, I'm with you there too. It would look it would look a little bit better. Bitrate would be higher. And uh I would appreciate that. I mean, that is that is a reason to buy it, but I'm also lazy and I would probably stream the Disney Plus version over getting up and putting the disc in. I'm not gonna lie. Like that kind of stuff. My rewatch stuff on that usually is like I'm gonna put this on and just like go to sleep, or I'm just gonna put this on and look at look at it for a few minutes. And then I just get hooked, and then I, I I continue watching it. But you know, we'll we'll see, we'll, we'll we'll see we'll see what they do. Oh yeah, I didn't finish my thought. They need to go and uh, put it after it's been a while. It's not bad now. It's not bad to like do it now. But keeping that stuff exclusive, like I have to have a Disney Plus account, or I can't watch my my, my Mando. Can't see my my like. There's probably like lots of like families like I gotta watch my baby Grogu. I, I gotta watch my baby Grogu. What am I gonna do? You know, I'm gonna keep the the, the uh, service running. That's what I'm gonna going to do, and that that's been true of of me to some extent. 
where I'm like, oh, I really don't need Disney Plus for like the next couple of months. This Marvel show, I don't really care. And uh, when I could, you know, probably get the Star Wars thing back and then watch the Marvel show, I missed because, you know, I, I care enough to watch it, but not enough to like, I don't need to watch it when it comes out. And then, uh, but then I usually go, well, I can't really watch, you know, Mando any, anywhere else. But at the same time, if they got like 50, 60 bucks out of me, out of a Mando box set for me from the season, I mean, they wouldn't be really losing any money, would they? So, yeah, like, you know, and man, my, my, my dream though, would be that if they actually did a, a super edit of, of, of Obi-Wan, they'll probably never do that. They'll probably just face forward, keep going. But I would love if they did like a, like a super cut, you know, of, of, a, of, of almost a film version of it. But they even made a 4K Star Wars TV when Obi-Wan was coming, um, 4K Star Wars TV when Obi-Wan was coming out. Oh, really? Like, like a 4K TV to buy <coughs> at the store? Like this one's Kenobi themed or something? They have the little lightsaber on it or something? But KG says, I just forgot to cancel and they bank on that. Yeah, that, that's that's why I think they, that's why I think they keep ESPN, Hulu, and Disney Plus all separate. Like it would make more sense just to throw it all on and then raise the price collectively a bit. But I think that they're banking on the fact that you may go through the hassle of canceling one, but canceling all three, that's a lot of work. And for, you know what I mean? So you might just not do it if you're being super lazy and you're busy and distracted. That that's that's my theory, anyways. Super edit 4K. Yeah. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind. I mean, there was there was talk um before the pandemic of a Mando edits that would be in the theater. They asked that Bob Iger at one of the earnings calls, and he's like, Yeah, we're thinking about it. We, we've, we've discussed it or something like that. And then they showed Kenobi um, not here. They showed it like in the UK or something. And I was hoping that they were going to do that here. But if they did a, a theatrical edit of it and just showed it, you know, like on, on the weekend, one weekend, I would go see it, you know, and then if they offered it, I would probably, I probably would, would watch it. So, but yeah, it would be cool though. I did see the the fan, the fan edit of Obi-Wan. It was really, really well done. Um, my only critique of it is like some of the shots, like where like it pans in and stuff were a little bit too intricate for what it is, you know? And um, I don't feel like they necessarily sat that well next to it, but it was a good job. And I'm not like, you know, shitting on it. I think it was good. I think it was, it was a good, it was good, a good effort. And I know a lot of people have said, I, I, I appreciate it more this way. So if it makes them happy, that's cool. Canada got Kenobi. Fucking Canada. Oh, Canada. Hey, how's it going, Mr. Gree? So anyways, uh, Comic Bench says, um, I'll be there. Shit. I was there for Rogue One when it returned in IMAX last summer. Yeah, that was that was fun. It was fun. And uh, it was a fun audience I saw it with, too. And um, I didn't get the poster, though. I was a little bit mad about that. My theater didn't get the poster, they say. I think they all went on eBay personally, but that's just me. All right, everybody. Um, <coughs> I'm going to take off now. I'll see everybody tomorrow. Should be um, should be on at the normal time tomorrow. That's that's the plan. So, But uh, thanks for hanging out with me and watching the show and all that jazz. And um show's been all, all over the place with the times the last couple of days, but I didn't feel good today. What can I do? All right, everybody. Have a good night. See, see you tomorrow. Be cool. Stay in school and all that jazz. Uh, subscribe, like the video. 
and uh, leave comments if you're watching it later. I'll try to answer them, or at least read them, at least, but I'll probably answer them. And uh, yeah, be cool. Bye. It's the end of the show. Come on, let's go. Hey! It's the end of the show. Come on, let's go. Hey! It's the end of the show. Come on, let's go. Hey! No, you should go. Come on, let's go. It's not about spaceships.